creative, like creative pursuits, like your desire to share or your desire to see something in the world kind of overcomes your fear of it. Cause it's like, it turns into like, okay, well, I'm still nervous about this, but I really think this is dope. And I want this to be out in the world. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Run the Layers. I'm your host, Creative Bobby. And on this episode, we are speaking with educator, podcaster extraordinaire, Jessica Langley. Jessica, how are you doing today? I'm very, very well. How are you? I'm good. I am good. It's good to see you. Thank you for being on the show. It's a pleasure. I'm excited to be here. So what we do here, you know, talking about creativity, and I like to get people from different walks of life here. So I want to start here with you. So how do you use, well, first, what do you think of when you think of the word creativity? Like, what is your definition of that? And how are you using it in your life? To me, creativity is the ability to make anything that's seen as like the mundane or normal come to life. I think that's a beautiful thing when people can make everything come to life. And for me, as an educator, I teach social studies. So people in the past, these events in the past, turning points. And a lot of people, when they have me as a teacher, the first thing they say is, oh, social studies is so boring because I don't see the purpose of it. But my job is to make this subject come to life because we learn from history. We get identity from history and I teach it in a way in which people be like, oh my gosh, I can resonate with this event. I can learn from this event and grow from it in some type of way. And my goal is that when students come in my class, they come out more knowledgeable and want to be a better person and want to make an impact on the world. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what creativity is about. Wanting to make an impact in a positive way. And there's so many ways you can do it. That's true. That's very true. Because mm-hmm. like, especially with, you know, social studies and history and trying to like get people to buy in on learning things, mm-hmm. you have to make it creative because that's the, that's the way you get into their brains. Like that's how you make it that's how you make it a lasting impact because like a lot of educators like especially nowadays you have to with so much distraction and so many things vying for their time and their mental space like Mm -hmm. you have to you have to stand out in a way it's almost like like you're competing with all those things because especially if it's if it's a subject they're initially like they try not to be interested in when it's actually a subject they really need to be interested in because Mm -hmm. like you need to be knowledgeable about what's going on and the cycles of certain things, like creativity is crucial to that. It is. And I think creativity also makes people question things. Like, what is this artist trying to say about life? What are they saying about um, this theme or subject? It makes you question. And I try to have my kids do that. It's very much inquiry-based. And I think creativity is the same thing. It makes you think and ask questions. Mm -hmm. Because asking questions is... And no matter what walk of life you're in, asking questions is crucial. So you know exactly what's going on. Because a lot of people nowadays just don't know, just don't know Mm -hmm. what's going on. So what is your favorite creation by someone else? And what's your favorite creation by you? So I listen to your show quite a bit. 
and I know you had like artists and people who love poetry. I love words. I love stories, actually, because I feel like stories are how we connect to one another. You know, all art, but storytelling to me is an art, and it's an art that I'm very much drawn to. So when I think of um, like my favorite artists, I love their stories. So my favorite book ever is this book called The Pillars of the Earth. And I picked it up on a humbug uh, the summer of 2009. And it's by Ken Follett. And it takes place in the Middle Ages. And it's just this epic tale. And it has everything and it has love. It has magic. It has uh, anything you can think of in a story. It has all in it. And it was just, it just drew me in and I could connect to people in a completely different time period. He had complex characters that made me be like, man. And when I finished the book, I was sad that I finished that book. Um, so that's one of my favorite pieces written. And I love anything by Maya Angelou. Like she, I like her short stories. I have a few of her books where she's telling her stories. I like her poetry um, because it just speaks and it brings me in and I have to question like, dang, what can I learn from this? What can I take away from this? What does it say about Black people, Black women in general? And I, I love that. So Maya and Ken Follett, two different people, um, two different types of writing, but it's their stories that draw me in. And something, my favorite creation, so I told you I'm a teacher and I'm social studies and part of that is I want everybody to be represented. So at the school I work at, it was a very large Hispanic community and it's a large African-American community. And they felt like they were not being celebrated or represented. So we did like a big festival, a Hispanic heritage festival in October. And then of course in February, African-American history festival, but it was a play. I wrote the play students acted in it and they were so proud of themselves. I was proud of myself because I never thought I would write like a play for a school. Um, their parents came out, siblings, and they it was something that they were very much proud to be a part of. And I was glad to have something like that so they could be proud of themselves. So I was really proud of that BLB. It was something that stretched me, but it was a lot of fun. That's dope. That's super dope. Yeah. You're out here writing play. You're a play right out here for the children. That's all right, man. That's yeah. That's one of my that's one of my favorite parts of this podcast. Get my friends on here and they tell me all this dope stuff they do, and I love it. I love it. It stretched me, but it was so fun. Another thing, I have a podcast. I was waiting on you to talk about it. I have a podcast. It's me, uh, my friend Jessica. You've had her up there before. And we have another friend, Lydia, who is now a part of it, called Black Woman Energy Book Club. So we read books, and so far, every book we've read has been by African-American women. And we're looking about themes. And what are these women saying about themes going on in the Black community, um, issues addressing Black women, um, whether it's business, romantic relationships, friendships, what can we learn from these books? And we discuss it. And it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun. And I love it. And so that's also something I never thought I would do. Right? Podcasting is 
it's it's it can be intimidating before you do it because you have a certain image in your head of what a podcast is and it's like up there and you're Uh like I'm down here I can't go up there like people do this Uh but then once you're in it like the desire for what you want to share and that's that's what I found like with a lot of like creative like creative pursuits like your desire to share or your desire to see something in the world kind of overcomes your fear of it because it's like it turns into like okay well I'm still nervous about this but I really think this is dope and I want this to be out in the world I'm nervous every time every time we record I'm nervous like it's my very first time do you still get jitters Absolutely. Every, every, okay. sing, every, every single time, because I mean, you're a professional. So man, I, like, <laughs> I ain't no professional. I get yeah, nervous every time. Okay. And that's just from like the, the recording, but then it's also like the technical side. Cause in your brain, you're like, okay, we're recording. I hope everything records. So once we finish, it's not like we didn't did all this talking for nothing. And then mm-hmm. it's like, so it's like, there's a technical nervousness, but it's also just like, you know, I'm not used to, I'm not a talker talker like that. You know, I'm an introvert. So it's like, Mm -hmm. the only reason I'm talking at all is because like, I think something good is on the other side of what I do. And that's like, whether I'm giving like a workshop or doing a podcast or even doing a video, like even like recording myself design, I'll get nervous recording the screen because like in my perfectionist head, even though I'm by myself and nobody is currently watching me design this thing as I'm recording, it's like, nah, I don't want to share that. Nah, I Mm -hmm. can't like, let me redo this because I want to have the seamless, perfect process that I'm showing people. So it it gets like that. And I I tell Jessica and I'm going on a different tangent. I was telling Jessica, you know, it's the imperfections that kind of draw people into. Mm -hmm. And so that's something she and I and Lydia are trying to get like, all right, we don't have to be completely perfect. We just want to talk about this book because somebody's going to resonate to this. Mm. Somebody is. Okay. Absolutely. And yeah. a, lot, a lot of and I, a lot of times, like definitely now, like it's the imperfections that draw people in because there's so much false perfection that's being mm-hmm. put out there, especially on social media. So it's like, there's so many people that's trying to be super polished and stuff like that. But honestly, a lot of people are just drawn to just people being real. Yeah, just, just be human. Yeah. Yeah, what's it like to be human? Yeah. And like, and with, with the books, like I've, like I've read, like before, like the the panorama, <laughs> I, I had read, like I'd read like the Harry Potter series and then I'd read uh, the Children of Blood and Bone and I heard I, that was good. That was really it was it's it's really good. And the sequel That's is, be on next book. The sequel is is dope too. But it's like I had read, and then of course in school I had read um, you know, the assigned books and stuff like that. But I wasn't like a like a reader reader until 2020. Like 2020, I was like audiobook yeah. monster and getting books, stuff like that. So now it's like now I got a good reads account. Now I'm like tracking. I got Look a, at you. You know what I'm saying? I got a TB, y'all got a 2B red list and everything and stuff, you know? So like here you talk about it and then like your podcast is like, okay, now, here, now here's the thing though, like with some books, it's like, okay, am I about to be traumatized by this book? Am I about to be mad reading this book? Cause that's all, that's, all, <laughs> that's always the balance. 
that I have to, and just being honest, especially when it comes to like black media in general, it's like, cause there's a lot of important black media that's out, whether it be books, TV shows, movies, stuff like that. But at the same time, it's like, okay, this is my off time. Do I want to be traumatized yeah. in my I off time? <laughs> and I can say with the books we've read so far, they've been very diverse and eclectic none of the same story and I think that's beautiful too like I think sometimes especially when it comes to black people they think we have the same stories and we, right. we do. it's a lot of joy it's love it may be some trauma it's some comedy but it's all the emotions and I, I like that too and I like that we're getting like different type of stories like because mm -hmm. like on this book kick, I think most of the books I've written have been like fantasy books. Mm -hmm. um, so I think typically it's like either I'm reading a fantasy book or I'm reading like some type of self-help or something or some kind of book that's like analyzing like why we do the things we do and stuff like that. But like, as far as like black media, like I like when they, when they are showcasing the stories about us that are creative, because it's like, it's not, it's not, all either civil rights movement or slavery like it's right. like we want to we want to time travel like we want to go to space like we want to you know what i'm saying we want to do all these different things like we want to have all these movies and it and they sometimes try to like box us in it's like well it, this is a black movie like no it's a movie that has black people in it like and then it's like and then the lie of well you know black movies won't you know, do well overseas and stuff like that. And then like Black Panther does like multiple billions of dollars. And it's mm -hmm. like every mm -hmm. single time, like every, so it's like every single lie they tell about black stories and black fiction is is broken down like every single time. So, it, so at some point they have to stop perpetuating the lie and like showcase more black people in different different avenues. That's right. They need to get that done. So what I want to dig on with you about now is what is something you've wanted to create but haven't yet? And what's stopping you from doing it? Something I have wanted to do, BLB. I tell stories all the time, but I actually want to sit down and write a book. Mm. that's what I want to do I want to write a fiction book and I have a story in my head I have the story in my head so to answer what is stopping me it's me I'm trying to work on um discipline all around I'm trying to be more disciplined in what I eat like I exercise but now I have to be disciplined in what I eat um because I want to be a healthier person and I have to be able just to sit down and carve out some time and say all right Jessica even if it's just two pages today, let's get two pages out of this story because you have the story. I've had this story a very long time. So just get it out. So it's me. And then maybe even it's a fear that if I write it, who's going to read it? Mm. That's always like, who's going to listen to this podcast? Mm. Who's going to read my book? So these are things that I'm actually fighting day by day. Mm. working on my strengths to actually be like you know what god bless me with this let me sit down and write it out so there's that well that i think what will help is 
the story deserves to be told. Mm-hmm. So you kind of have to focus in and zoom in on that because he wouldn't have given you the story mm-hmm. if it wasn't supposed to be told. Like okay. you wouldn't have the certain talents and the skills that you have if you weren't to use it for the betterment of other people. Mm-hmm. So all it takes is one person to read the story. All it takes is one person to listen to the podcast. Like, like I think sometimes we as creative people get, we kind of get too far into the future about something, especially if you have like big or a lot of ideas, because then you can be like, okay, that's dope, but can I do that? Mm-hmm. And then once you get over that, it's okay. I, I could do that, but what if nobody likes it? Like, what if, what if it's not good? What if it's not good enough? Okay. What if, I can't finish it or what like you get so far ahead in the what ifs before you've even started the thing so it's like you have to your desire for the thing to exist there it is your desire for it to exist has to outweigh the fear the insecurity any anxiety about it because you making something instantly puts you in like the the one percent of people in the world because most people are just consumers like that's what inspired me you said that on one of your podcasts and that's what inspired me I was like Jessica let's go ahead and do this we've been talking about this a little while let's just do it and what's wild you know how you look at the analytics of who's listening to your podcast it's people in ireland and norway denmark listening to it i was like this is wild it's wild so absolutely you're so correct on that yeah it's like because you'll never know who's watching or who'll read or who will take a book recommendation you know like it all it takes is all it takes is one and and then the the dope, the really dope thing is the more like you're doing the podcast, like the more you do the podcast, now you can reference yourself. Mm-hmm. Like, like when people uh, ask about a book or something like that, oh yeah, we reviewed that book. You can go listen here and we break that down. Boom, boom. So now like within your own circle and within your own media, like you're referencing you like, yeah, we yeah. talked about this here. And, you know, we talked about that there and it's like, you're building, you're building a wealth of content mm-hmm. because also a lot of times I think we get too, like we, at the same time, we can get too far into the future. We can get like two in our heads about the right now where it's like, well, you know, two people like on my YouTube channel, like years ago, I did a video called what is a logo? And it's like a pretty like basic I did like a little you know basically it was like a presentation on like what is a logo and it's like I think it's like two or three minutes maximum and when I check my analytics on my YouTube channel like that constantly is like one of the most watched videos like like past 48 hours people watch this video that you did years ago and it's like you're making content especially making content on a specific topic you that's always going to be valuable. So mm-hmm. now you're just building your own wealth of content, your own wealth of value. And then the more you do it, the better you're going to get too. Mm-hmm. So it's like, I don't know how big or like how big you want your book to be, but you could even start building your world through short stories. Like, because I know that can be like, if you're saying, I'm going to write, 
an epic novel and it's like that can be a mountain to climb but if you're like yeah. okay i'm gonna write i'm gonna discover this character so i'm gonna write a short story about this character and short story could be just for you just to mm -hmm. know it but just you're building your world in your head it sounds like i'm reading this book right now called atomic habits have you read it yes before? atomic mm -hmm. habits is fire it's a great great read but he's talking about the small things you know amount to a bigger thing so just creating a system mm -hmm. and those systems help shape your identity it helps build your confidence to go ahead and do those bigger things and so that is really what i'm working on as a creative because i think like you said somebody needs to read it the idea is out there for a reason somebody needs to read it and you're building a wealth of knowledge i'm just quoting you <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's dope i'm i'm looking forward to the things that you're gonna do with the podcast and that book oh well, that's all now i know to ask about that book okay cool, cool ask cool. about it ask about me hold me accountable will do will do I want to thank you for being on the podcast. Let the people know where they can find you, where they can check you out on the social meets. All right. So we have a podcast. It's called Black Woman Energy Book Club. So you can find us on Instagram there, Black Woman Energy Book Club. We have a Facebook page, Black Woman Energy Book Club. And then we have a webpage, BlackWomanEnergyBookClub.com. And you can find the podcast on Anchor and Spotify. It's actually really good. So check it out. All right. Make sure you check that out. Thank y'all for listening. Thank you, Jessica, for being on the podcast. And uh, had to, had to. You're doing great things. I want the people to know. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, make sure that y'all like, share, and subscribe. Make sure as you're going along in life, teach as you learn and inspire as you do. See y'all next time. Mm -hmm.